Let us remember the words of Psalm 118, verses 22 to 24. <clears throat> the same stone that the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone. This is the Lord's doing, and it is marvelous in our eyes. On this day the Lord has acted. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Taste and see. Our Old Testament reading today is one of the most foundational themes of Scripture and it needs to be one of the foundational stones of our faith. In the ESV in, the ESV in Genesis 15 verses 1 to 6, After these things the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision. Fear not, Abram, I am your shield. Your reward shall be very great. But Abram said, O Lord God, what will you give me? For I continue childless, and the heir of my house is Eleazar of Damascus. And Abram said, Behold, you have given me no offspring, and a member of my household will be my heir. And behold, the word of the Lord came to him, This man shall not be your heir. Your only son shall be your heir. And he brought him outside and said, Look toward heaven and number the stars, if you're able to number them. Then he said to him, So shall your offspring be. And he believed the Lord. And he believed the Lord, and he counted it to him as righteousness. So, I think there's three very important things in this passage. First, fear not. Regardless of our circumstances, the Lord, the word of the Lord, over and over and over again, we read these words all throughout the scriptures. Fear not. Believe. Have faith. Fear not. The second thing is look up. Don't get consumed by the circumstances around you. Don't be overwhelmed by what you see horizontally. Remember the story of Elisha and his servant. In the middle of the night, Elijah heard the sound of an army and he looked out and they were completely surrounded by the enemy, bent to destroy them. And Elijah prayed for the Lord to open his eyes of the servant. He told him to look again. He looked again and he saw the chariots of God. The Lord fought that battle for him. So don't be overwhelmed by what you see all around you. Look up. Look toward heaven. And then finally, believe. A reading from Hebrews chapter 11, it very clearly says that this instance, this story from Genesis was the foundation of the faith, of the Judeo-Christian faith. When Abraham believed the Lord, it was counted to him as righteousness. Fear not, look up and believe.
God promises to supply all of our needs, but sometimes He lets us get hungry. It's not the end of the world to be hungry. In fact, there's a discipline called, spiritual discipline called fasting when we purposely choose not to eat so that our body can fully enter into that sensation of hunger. Not necessarily a bad thing. The wonderful thing about fasting is ending the fast. The best food you ever eat and put in your mouth will be the those food you eat at the end of a fast, whether it's just a single meal or a 40-day-long fast. That first bite of food is wonderful. It's not a legalistic requirement. God never commands us to fast. I would go so far as to say that there's nothing we're commanded to do that's a requirement. It's up to believe. Believe and look upward and allow the Holy Spirit to guide and direct your steps and actions and then you will from time to time you may choose to fast, you may choose to uh, obey in some other way. Another thing related to the consumption of of the good things God has given us is that uh, overindulging diminishes the amount of pleasure and enjoyment you get out of any particular yummy thing. Just imagine having a huge bowl of whatever you love, M&M. I love M&Ms. So if I have a huge bowl of M&M sitting in next to me as I'm watching TV, that first five minutes it's just heavenly to have M&Ms to eat. But if I keep munching on M&Ms after about 15 or 20 minutes or much less an hour or two, they're, I'm probably going to throw up if I keep eating them. Not only do you lose the goodness of something you can actually become detrimental if you overindulge, if you obsess. The monks have a saying I would never have determined where it originated, but I know it's truth in all things moderation. <clears throat> in our spiritual life, in our walk with the Lord, in his wisdom, sometimes he allows us to experience spiritual dryness. Spiritual dryness is a period when you sense that you're alone. You'll sense that your prayers are bouncing off the ceiling. You feel that you keep asking and asking and asking for help and there's no sign of relief. There's no response from the Lord. There's no sense of his presence or his nearness anywhere. I think even that is God's design. So the psalm today was Psalm 33. It's a great psalm. There's a lot in it. Um, 
the steadfast love of the Lord is uh, it's basically the theme of that psalm and so much truth the next psalm psalm 34 verse 8 says taste and see that the Lord is good happy are they who trust in him that's a pretty fitting uh, slogan for any liturgical church to use taste and see come to the table receive the body of Christ receive the blood of Christ and see that it is good it reminds me of come and see someone once said that the great commission says to go and make disciples it doesn't say to, to beckon people to come and see and there's a there's truth in that but I also have to remind you that that Jesus also said come to me all you that are heavy laden he also said if anyone would come after me let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me Jesus said I am the bread of life Whoever comes to me shall not hunger, and whoever believes in me shall never thirst. <clears throat> the gospel is not about trying harder or investing more. When Jesus met the rich young ruler, he didn't tell him, the rich young ruler said he had kept all the commandments, the ones that Jesus had listed, and he, and he didn't contradict him. He didn't tell him to try harder. <clears throat> he told him to sell everything, to go all in. The message we find in Scripture is that is it not that we have the power within us to change ourselves or that we have the power to be successful the message is that we must give it all up we must step out of the boat trusting fully upon the work God's already accomplished If when we do that, when we when we come to that place that we're at the end of ourselves, and we feel like we're empty, and we have no reserve, we have nothing left to give, and we call out to Him, He answers those prayers. It's in those times when we can experience the warmth of his presence like this walking out of a cold room into the warm sunshine and feeling that warmth on your face or as it says in the some of the prophets of the Old Testament our soul becomes like a well-watered garden and we become satiated in God.
So taste and see that the Lord is good. Fear not. Look up. And believe. Taste and see that Jesus is the bread of life. Are you hungry this morning? Have you recognized your truest need, your need for the bread from heaven? People that come to Jesus are desperate people. Are you desperate? Do you trust the heart of the Father that He has only good intentions for you? Are you ready to sell everything, place it all on the line? Come to the table and taste and see that the Lord is good. Amen. Let's stand together and declare our common faith in the Nicene Creed on page 3.